promised Mandela that his people shall go free. Did you tell him they won't grow? Celebrity watch. We are joined by Buichuarelo Mashinini, who's an area director for Meals on Wheels Community Service. Thank you very much for joining us, Buichuarelo. Good morning. Good morning, Uncle Leke, and how are you? Strengthened. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Maybe also let me greet the, li- the listeners and say, yes, good morning. <laughs> so, Buichuarelo, for the past 59 years, Meals on Wheels Community Services Project has been, um, you know, doing such great work in our communities. For those who might have not interacted with the work that you do, please tell us more. Oh, yes. Um, so Mills on Wheels has been in existence, like you said, for um, close to 59 years now. And it's an organization that was um, formulated, um, it firstly started in, in East London where there was a need um, for the aged that um, there is a social responsibility that needed to to be taken place where we are taking care of our aged and making sure that they are well taken care of their fed and well to be honest with you um, we thought it would be something small that dr bird would start in the eastern east london and yeah later on the organization grew and right now, as we speak, it's feeding over, it's actually feeding close to 6 million people every month, the whole country. And we are providing a hot meal. And amongst others, we are also trying to see that how can we, as an organization, come to rescue in terms of helping our young people to give them skill and making sure that as much as we are providing a hot meal, but we also shorten the the queue for them and say we are giving them skill instead of us all the time giving them food. And that's where we find ourselves today. Mm, what a beautiful yes, project. It is an absolutely yes, amazing project answering the issue of, um, you know, hunger for our people in South Africa. How do these hot meals get delivered to uh, South Africans, the 6 million plus that you mentioned? Yes. Um, so we we have what we call um, projects, and um, some might say it's um, our, our kitchens, where we are helped by our gogos at times, where they prepare these meals. And maybe just a quick uh, background on our um, organization. We've got about six area offices around the country. And in every uh, province, there are regional offices, which then have what we call uh, branches, like I said, where they prepare these meals each and every day to make sure that um, our, our gogos, our young people, our children, and people living with disabilities have a cooked meal each and every day. And in our um, what we call region, which is the Trans Orange Conference, we have about uh, 40, 46 active branches, which are kitchens, where these meals are prepared each and every day for three, for three hundred and sixty-five days a, a year. Where do you prepare all these meals? That seems like a lot of meals, and who prepares <laughs> them? 
Um, so we, we have different um, uh, stakeholders and people who are coming together and raising their hands and saying, hey, um, we have infrastructure and um, let us help um, fight hunger. And for instance, in, in Gauteng alone, we have about 16 branches. This, is, this includes Pretoria, Johannesburg, and bits and pieces of the Val, where we have these kitchenettes where they are supplying meals for our elderly people, like I said, the youth, people living with disability, and people who cannot really fend for themselves, and also those child-headed families. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, where does mm-hmm. food come from? I mean, I always ask myself, and how do the people <laughs> who prepare? I mean, it, it must take a lot of people. How do the people who prepare these meals uh, get remunerated? Yes. Or is it yes. just a, a community service that they're offering? Yeah, well, it's it's a it's an interesting um, phenomena where we we have uh, volunteers who come and, like I said, they would just raise their hands and say, "I'm I'm here, I'm available," and some of them are volunteers which um, come and just provide a good service or make sure that their time is well spent. But we also have uh, a dedicated staff where they have also um come to 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 the party and say um as much as i've been sitting home not doing anything i would like to make a difference with the time that i have and they come on board and they volunteer the food um it's an interesting um concept also where we have over fifty-five thousand donors um which is the public itself where each and every month there are people who are contributing their monies towards us making sure that there's a hot cooked meal for the nation and for our society so basically the food comes from the donors and stakeholders that we have which are saying hey i might have a few cents or i might have some few groceries that i believe can make a difference in the community so we also have um, a lot of service points around the country we've got our warehouses where at times we get donations from big companies. Um, yeah, that companies just, just say, hey, let's let's help you fight hunger in South Africa. And they come on board. Uh, tell us about the various branches that you have and service points. I mean, how many are there to be able to feed so many people? <laughs> yeah. So nationally, like I said, Meals on Wheels um, Community Services has about 182 branches around the country, and it has about 50, 50, 541 service points. And you'll believe it or not, we have about uh, 241 vehicles which are making possible that these meals are not only um, staying in projects, but sometimes they are being delivered to the people and making sure that people are getting uh, what you call our social responsibility. And within the, like I said, within the trans-orange um, territory, there are about 40, 48 actually um, active branches which are there to feed our people in Limpopo, in Pumalanga, in Gauteng, like I said, the northwest, and bits and pieces of the northern Cape. 
not forgetting also the free state. Is there enough support um, to help you carry on with the good work that you're doing and perhaps even expand on it? Yeah, um, truth be told, um, there can never be enough support. Um, and I'll tell you why that is. Um, because um, if for those who believe, uh, the Bible says, um, the poor will always be with us. So for as long as there are people who are going to bed on an empty stomach, there can never be enough help. And that's what we need as Meals on Wheels and other NGOs out there who are doing something similar to us. So f- to be honest with you, it is never enough. And for as long as um, we, we don't work in silos, we don't work as an entity in the corner, they're pretending like they can solve this problem on their own. Um, it's about time that we also join hands from government to private sector and just a normal individual who say, I might not have money, but I have time. And you come on board and contribute that time. So we need as much help as we can to make sure that our people don't go to bed hungry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why has it come to this? Why have we not been able to outside of NGOs like yourselves as Meals on Wheels, not being able to curb hunger? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I always start from this point. Um, it's not that there's no help out there, but uh, people don't know how to help. And also as NGOs and as ministers, as, as uh, church people, as our communities, there is an element of teaching. There's an element where we can say, hey, People might think that they, for for instance, I'll make an example with Meals on Wheels. It's been in existence for over 59 years. Maybe people think, no, we are okay. We've been doing this for so long, we are okay. No, we're not. And truth be told, we, we will never be okay for as long as we don't all come together, like I said. So to answer you shortly, um, we need as much hands as we can. Is there any um, support that's coming from government? Um, support, yes, in terms of we've got stakeholders that um, at times, uh, for instance, we have uh, uh, social development, which always comes on board and say, listen, we might not give you the money that you want, but there are projects that would need you to, to run and for, for you to help our young people or the elderly. For instance, in the free state, um, they've also raised their hands and said, listen, come help us build kitchens. Come help us create what you call um, centers of influence where you build structures and equip our people, then we'll take over from there. So we have strategic partners all over the the country, some even outside the country. Um, But yeah, mostly it's government here and there and the South Africans and our friends overseas who say, we see the good work that you are doing, and here's the little that we can help with. So, yes, we we do have um, help here and there, but the most help comes from individuals out there whom sometimes they don't even want to be mentioned. They'll just say, hey, I've got this. Let's see how how far it can take you. Yes. You know, um, Bucharello, when I look at the statistics that you've given us in terms of the demographic breakdown of uh, Mm -hmm. the people you are helping in South Africa, I ask Mm -hmm. myself, 
if this is not proof of the disparity that we are living in as South Africans, hmm. I don't know what is. Um, statistics will give us, you know, the Gini coefficient to say we are such an in, um, uh, unequal um, society as South Africa. But this, I, I'm going to go through what you've provided, right? You say okay. your beneficiaries um, are 1% Indian, 4% white, mm -hmm. 9% colored, and 86% black. Yes. How, I mean, you interact with these uh, the, the people that you give meals oh. to. How yeah. can we change the, the the lives of our people, other than just giving them a warm meal? How can we give yeah. them a way to be able to provide themselves with meals and make yeah. things equal in our society? Um, to be honest with you, um, we we always say, um, it will really be an awesome experience at one point to see no cues for people coming and getting food. And how do we do that? Um, there's a Chinese proverb that says, um, don't always give a man a fish, but teach him how to fish. So what we want to do and what we have been doing for the past few five years, if, if I may, is that we've identified um, skills that we bring on board and say, but let's, let's focus now on young people who majority of them are the ones now filling up our kitchens. Let's give them a skill. Um, and there are also companies that have come on board and say, hey, bring your young people. For instance, right now in the free state, we have what we call a skills development center where um, companies also raise their hands and say, um, I know how to, to, to manufacture detergent. I know how to create um, what you call animal production in terms of creating leather, taking leather to belts, bags and making sure that we equip our people with skill and we say um, let's skill you make sure that you can be able to stand on your own and after standing on your own grab one or two and help them also teach them what we've taught you and by so doing if we keep on giving skill to our people i promise you before we know it these stats will change instead of us all the time creating um what we call a dependent or dependency on, on only hot cooked meal. So let's give them skill and make sure that we equip our people. Mm, mm. Yes. No, yeah. I agree on the skill. I totally agree yeah. on the skill. And I think uh, over and above the skill, we should start becoming more industrial in our thinking. You know, entrepreneurs True. should uh, start thinking of creating um, uh, things that are needed in our society as opposed to just um, giving services and... Uh, and also just reselling. We need to be over and beyond the, 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 that phase of life. Because when the skills come, they will need, you know, the platforms where they can go and showcase what they are doing. Yo, the disparity is too much. The disparity is too much. Do you ever have an opportunity, Buchoarello, yourself and your team at uh, Meals on Wheels, to interact with mm -hmm. some of your beneficiaries and just hear what their stories are? Yeah. So um, on a daily basis, right, um, we we do. Um, and I promise you, it's a change. It's a life changing experience where at times, um, especially from management side, we normally say um, with these branches, believe it or not, we also have these meetings 
each and every quarter where we call a board meeting or be it an AGM, especially the AGMs. The AGMs, that's where we get an opportunity to actually say, let's open our books, let's get scrutinized by the public. And we call the very same beneficiary and say, come, let us um, rate our services. How are we treating you? How, how? And at times we also do what we call surprise boards, where we don't tell the managers or our staff that we are coming. We would pick, for instance, we would know in Gauteng, such and such uh, kitchen, they operate four times or five times a week. So we don't tell them, we just pitch. And that's when you get to get the value of what we are doing where the beneficiaries themselves they will always they can tell actually that you are from somewhere but you're not here every day then you'll hear their cry you'll hear what they are lacking and you hear what is happening on it so each and every day we do get it, that encounter where be it from our warehouse where they go and serve people on the streets um for instance during lockdown um a lot of people might not know but during lockdown we're saving close to ten thousand um homeless people in johannesburg alone and we never closed we never closed shop from day one since the beginning of the lockdown we've been on the streets and that's when you get to find a different type of our beneficiaries that wow the scope has broadened the scope has changed actually one would say even the goalpost has shifted and we get to be told how people want to be treated how they want to be fed. And we never take that lightly. We we always try to improve and tell our goggles that, listen, our people want such and such services. How can we best deal with it with the little that we have? So yes, we do interact with them on a daily basis. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. And I'm glad that you're also focusing on giving nutritional nutritionist meals, but also yes, uh, looking into upskilling people mm-hmm. um, yes do you have ages like of, of uh, your beneficiaries is it mainly young mm-hmm. people older people um to be honest with we don't have a category or even a gender or a race that we focus on and say no and we normally have what we call um, beneficiary management which is done by our our branches locally where they identify. Um, remember, we wouldn't know. I'm seated in, 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 in Orange Grove in my office, but there's a gogo in Pumalanga, in Lipopo, who knows the needs of his, his or her community. And that's when they get to identify this. And like I said, we work together with our social workers from the social development where they'll come and say, listen, we have identified such and such a family. They are really in need. How can we help? So for as long as they are the destitute, for as long as they are in need of service, of course, there are ways and means of us knowing if they really do need the service that they requested. So to answer you short, our priority, to be honest with you, is our elderly people, um, people living with disabilities, um, child-headed families, and also the young people who are unemployed, to be honest, who are saying, yes, I've tried, I'm, I'm looking, but for now, there's nothing really I can do. And you find that these people, they're not only doing this for themselves, but they've got siblings, they've got elderly people at home that have said, listen, all six of us might not come to the center or shelter, but can we get something for the six of us back home? 
we meet such such cases each and every day where a person will come and maybe for a lack of a better word you know our two liters ice cream containers that we after eating our stracciatello and we throw away the the, the containers there are those who come with those containers and say hey we are five at home can you make sure that this tupperware or this um, um container gets to be filled with food so i can go save my family yeah no, and for those who are homeless, um, are you mm. able to partner or are you partnering with the shelters and the likes uh, to give them uh, a safe shelter? Um, yes, um, we, we, we have a department which is called the caregiving or caregivers. Um, now, these are people, our, our internal social worker, if I may say, for a lack of a better word, which go out. Remember, there are those who cannot come to us. So we dispatch them and say, let's go look for our people. We know they are there. The state is there. We've been told by other organizations which might not have the capacity that we do. So we have shelters, especially in around Johannesburg. Um, some shelters would not even know them, but they are there in our locations, in our area, rural areas where our, our branch managers know how to link up with them. Um, I'm aware of about two shelters that um, almost on a daily basis in Johannesburg, we feed them, we take food there. And it, it's not only even shelters, to be honest with you. We have daycare centers where children are taken to crutches, but they're not really um, being provided a proper meal or some of our parents cannot even... Um, afford that so we we turn those into our saving points where instead of us focusing only on our branches on a daily basis some of the food gets to be taken to shelters um crutches and and you'll be shocked even on normal streets where there's no uh, infrastructure for us to get in we just come with our van or our panel van open it behind and you believe it or not people start queuing because some of our people know the brand. Some of the people know that Meals on Wheels is not here to just look at us or see that we are off the street. No, they're actually bringing food. And we never ask, why are you doing here? What? How can we help you? As much as we'd like to, but you know, our people at times, you you don't want to probe into their business. But what we normally do is that, hey, while you are doing your business, while you are waiting for something, let's provide you with a hot cooked meal. So yes, we do go to the streets, we go to shelters, and we go to facilities where you will not even believe that there's a need, but there is. And we do this with our partners, of course, who would liaise with us and come to us and say, hey, as such and such an organization, we've identified this, can you come on board and help? And we do help where we can. How can we, as uh, the Greater 18 Society and Community, um, assist in the work that you have been doing for the past 59 years? Yeah, um, it, it, it's a simple one, which I, I normally say it's a simple one, but I know some would say, no, but it's difficult. Um, whenever people hear the word help us, they're always thinking of money. Yes, we do need money. We do need um, sponsors. We do need people who can bring a lot of money for us to do what we do. But also, the most important one that I personally always advocate for, look for a branch around. It doesn't even have to be Meals on Wheels, by the way. Um, just a community service center 
or an NGO that is doing its social responsibility. Go and contribute your time. Go and contribute your resources. Some of our people have been to school, they've got qualifications, and you'll be shocked. The Gogos need administrators. The Gogos need um, engineers or IT specialists who can help them with the systems that we have in place on how to report on meals or even create a system that will make our lives easier. Because within these 59 years, they have been turbulence. There have been times where we didn't know how to report. And somebody came and said, listen, I can create this. I can do this. So it starts with me saying, what can I do to contribute towards my social responsibility? And time is one of the most ancient and important one, according to me. So, yeah, find a nearest branch of Meals on Wheels around you and let's start contributing. Or if you don't, it's especially in this day and age, we've got um, social platforms where you can just Google Meals on Wheels and find a branch around you and it will lead you there. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much, Richard. It's been such a great pleasure. More strength to your bow um, with the work that you continue to do. Thank you so much for having us this morning. And we really do appreciate such um, an, 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 an honor to say, hey, let's tell you about our organization. Let's tell you about our church. Let's tell you about our people. But most importantly, help us help our community. Thank you so much for having us, Nongku, and blessings upon you and the listeners.